Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Weekly Planet official podcast of Comic Book Movie. My name is James, Mr. Sunday, also. With me is my co-host, Mason. How are you, Mason? I'm great, thank you. Can I ask you a question, a personal question? Ah, it's kind of a question already, isn't it? But all right. (sighs) How was your Valentine's Day? It was good. Did you Valentine's? No, I was at work, so... Were you shot with arrows? I mean, yeah, that happened, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm a target at at an archery range. (laughs) That is my job, so... (laughs) Fantastic. That definitely, that definitely well, that's good yeah. to hear. Mm. Yeah. Did you, Valentine? Well, I got given a balloon, like a heart balloon, uh-huh. and it lifted my spirits, and I got home, and when I got out of the car, the heart balloon detached, and I watched it float away. <laughs> that's quite funny. And I, I laugh now, but yeah. it was really sad at the time. <laughs> was it really sad at the time? I, I was really, you know, I liked it. But then I went to a Claire Bowditch concert, and that was pretty good. Hmm. So yeah, there you go. Valentine's Day for everybody. Except sad single people. Yes, that's right. Are you one of those people who are against Valentine's Day? No. I think, well, I I think that, because there's some people like, that's just an excuse to sell chocolate and cards and flowers and blah, blah. Right. But if you believe that, just fight, just listen for the distant sound of somebody else going, it's just about (laughs) fighting, selling cards, except it's a girl voice. (laughs) It's all just about selling cards and... Chocolate and right, and you find that person, and that's your soulmate. That's it. So if anything, it's a filtering process. That's a really good point. Or you find somebody who's like who loves that stuff. Or you find somebody who's like, hey, that's actually kind of dumb, but let's do it anyway because it's kind of funny. Yeah, if, it's easy. I know, right? Yeah. You're right. It's a, it's a really good point. Yeah, I'm not against it or for it. Do what you want. I don't care. You know what does really amuse me though? When one person in the relationship is clearly into it, and it's usually the girl. I hate to generalize, but it usually is. And the guy's like, nah, we don't do Valentine's Day. I don't believe in it. It's for dickheads. <laughs> and the girl's like, yeah, I don't mind because, you know, we still love each other or whatever. I mean, you can see them. They're, <laughs> really, up, they're really upset by it. <laughs> so, yeah. So what you're saying is you love it when people are really upset. Yes. Huh. And their balloon floats away. You're a bad person. <laughs> I'm glad your balloon flew away. <laughs> All right. Now, Mason. Yes. What started off as a one-off kind of thing has become a recurring um, nightmare. In this show. No, yeah, a recurring nightmare. nightmare. Whatever you're talking about is a recurring nightmare. You're right. It is the uh, the Charlotte Booth news of the week. Oh yes, my we goodness. got away with not doing it last week. I can't and remember silly, if we did. We did it, but okay. silly me thought that's it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. dead. Uh-huh. So but turns he, out he's not. But then he made an appearance at some sort of movie uh. premiere with a bag on his head. Well, that's that, it. Well, basically, I'm not famous anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it started. So there was a press conference for his movie Nymphomaniac Part One, Ooh. which, by the way, I've seen a clip for it where he. Uh, he does a British accent in it, Ugh. and it is... I can't do accents, right? even though a lot of people think I'm British for some reason, <laughs> and then instead they call, call me a dumb British dickhead sometimes. When, in fact, you are South African. I know, so mm. weird. Uh, and it's got to be the worst accent, British accent I've ever seen. But I think the director, I think it's Werner Herzog, mate. I it might is, be yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. He put him in... Wait, no, it's not. Yeah, probably. It's not, it's not Werner Herzog. It's someone else. Yeah, I can't remember who it is. Mm-hmm. But... Christian Slater's in it as well, and he uh-huh. also does a British accent. Uh-huh. So I think it's intentional. Intent, what, it's all intentionally bad? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, he was at a press conference for that, uh-huh. and somebody said, what was it like to do all that sex, those sex scenes? And he made this comment before storming out. When seagulls follow the trawler, it is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea, which is apparently stolen from some soccer player who did the same thing. That's so amazing. Like. But the thing is, though... At this point, he's doing it intentionally. Yeah. Initially, he wasn't stealing things intentionally. Or right. he was stealing them intentionally, but then, like... But, you know, and thinking he was going to get away with it. Now, I think he is absolutely doing it on purpose to go, No, no, this is... Right. I- I've always been doing this ironically. So, at some point, we're all just supposed to believe that it's an art project. Exactly. Right, okay, That's yeah. that, I think that's what he's trying to turn this out into. Uh-huh. And I looked up the clip, and the guy in the clip 
takes a sip of water at the exact same time that Shia LaBeouf did it. Uh, so it's all okay. very... People are like, well, he stole it. Like, this one is clearly stolen on purpose. Right, okay, yeah. Like, a lot of his early stuff. He's reappropriating work. Yeah. It's a lot. Lars von Trier. That's it. There we go, Good, yeah. good look I knew it was foreign. Something foreign. Something from what a your South African mates. What a British dickhead. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and we did, we did get a couple of tweets on the, on the subject. Uh, so many tweets. Said, yeah. Did we go to the Shia LaBeouf, I'm sorry, exhibit? <laughs> we can't, because we're not, we're not in the US, but I feel... If we can somehow convince Shire that somebody did it before him, somebody toured an art exhibition internationally before he did, he'll do it. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. that's not a bad idea. Mm. So the, the the I'm not famous for the bag or the thing. He did. He went to the film premiere with that bag on his head, uh-huh. looking like a total dickhead. Yes, shockingly. And then this art art exhibition, which he was threatening us with, uh-huh. he's actually come through with, and he sits in a room. People have lined up for five hours to, to go in and see this guy. Uh-huh. And he's sitting there, and the bag's wet from his tears. Ooh. And be, they, if you go to Screen Junkies, they've got a YouTube channel, Hal Rudnick, I think the guy who does Screen Junkies. You know they do the Honest Trailers, uh-huh, those yeah, guys. Yeah. And uh, he pulled the bag off his head, and there's like a five-minute kind of awkward video where he just talks at Shia LaBeouf and kind of insults and him. And it is Shia LaBeouf. When and it is Shia LaBeouf, okay. yeah. And Shia LaBeouf is kind of bleary-eyed and kind of crying the but whole time. But you think maybe he'd do that on the day he knows the press is coming. Yeah, like, I guess so. Because they, they would get free tickets, presumably. Mm. So he'd know they were coming, and then he'd be like, well, this is media day. I'll be in the the bag. But then every other day, there'll be somebody else in a bag. Ah, okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what, though? I think I think the tears are put on. Because other people have gone in, and he's crying. I mean, not put on, but like they're induced by something, some kind of external... He pulled the nostril hair Pulled out. a nostril hair or something like that. Exactly. Because yeah. you can't cry for six hours. No. Not if you're the best actor in the world. And newsflash... He is not the best actor in the world. Uh-huh. Christian Slater is. Yeah, see, there we go. <laughs> so, I the don't know. The very British Christian Slater. The very right? British Christian Slater. I mean, I don't know, man. What? what? <sighs> Let's put another moratorium on Shia LaBeouf news. Let's do it right now. I mean... We can stick to it this time. Uh, can it get worse, though? It nah. can't It can't get... This, is this, this must be it, right? Yeah, because he can't, like, I'm going to kill myself or anything like that. He can't do that. Like, that's too far. Yeah. Because that will... Because that's a serious issue, and he can't. That's true. Yeah, cross that line. I mean, he might try to do that. Yeah, but I think at this point, his manager or whatever is like, okay, here's the things you are going to do. Oh, okay, to make I get it you. seem as if you are a tortured artist. Yeah, mm. but yeah. really, you're just rich. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. a dickhead. Yeah. Well, Mason, let's move it along. Okay. Uh we are going to get to Robocop 2014, Ooh. which we've both seen at the, the 2013. Sequel. Yes. To the first Robocop. <laughs> that's right. There's somebody's been quietly making them in their basement. <laughs> Do you, uh, though, do you want, we'll go through the movie news first. Okay. Uh, as we do every week, so I don't know why I'm announcing this, because we just do, this is, this is the format well, of the show. You know what, every, every podcast is somebody's per- first podcast. That's true. Mm. Is this yours? Yeah. Good. I've had an extra come in for all these other episodes. <laughs> Are you excited for the I Am Legend follow-up? No, I didn't even know there was going to be Well, Mason, there was, follow-up. but guess what? What? It's dead. Oh, because Will Smith's out. But he was... Well, he was dead in the first. He died at the end of the first one. Right. Okay, there were a number of scenarios that were at play here. Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith was yeah, one of them. Yeah. No, well, maybe mm. you never know. Yeah. Okay, so there were a number of scripts written. They were trying to get something made. We're talking about prequels and sequels. Yep. In a world of prequels and sequels, it's surprising that none of these happened. Uh, one of the prequels would be uh, show the breakout at a Thanksgiving Day parade. Okay, sure. But they kind of not kind of sort of did that in World War Z. Yeah, that's no, a busy okay. street and then the zombies yeah, run through yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, but in this th- the Thanksgiving Day Parade would have all the balloons. Has got all the balloons. Does, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And also, they did Thanksgiving Day Parade in Spider Man One. Oh yeah. Mm. 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 The other one had a dark seeker elephant that escaped from the zoo. 
I would watch that. Dark Seeker elephants are what they called the vampires in it. <laughs> okay, good. For some reason, they changed them to Dark Seekers mm. from the book, but which is a weird choice. Yeah. You want to see a CGI elephant stomping about? Yeah, if it's undead. Haven't you seen Jumanji? There was no undead elephants in that. Weren't they all magical? Yeah, but it's not the same. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna say something about Jumanji right now. Okay. Sathura, the spiritual sequel to Jumanji, is better than Jumanji. Wow. What do you well, think about a, that? That's a John Favreau joint. It is a John so. Favreau joint. Yeah. I only watched that recently, and I went, "This is pretty fucking good." Is it a kids' film? Though? It's a kids' film. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. It's about kids being trapped in space. Uh so yeah. And the other one was a sequel, which would again star Will Smith. Guess how they got around it? The planning to get around it. Uh Clone. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. That can't be so, right. No, no, this is true. So it's either, I'm assuming it would have been either the original him and the first one was a clone or the new one is a clone. Maybe none of this matters. It really doesn't because <laughs> it's all dead in the water. It's all dead in the water. Interesting fact though, not really interesting. Fact though, in that movie, there's a bit where you can see a Superman Batman poster in I Times Square. I remember that, yeah. 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 Everyone lost their minds. What date did they have on that? Did they, was there a date for I it? I think it was like 2012 from memory. <laughs> I might be wrong. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck getting it out on 2012. It's, it's pretty coming up pretty soon. <laughs> uh, Speaking of dead properties, yes. Mason, you know Akira. Have you seen the original Akira? Yes, many times. I've I never it. seen it. You're a big fan. It's, it's good. Yeah. You'd be happy to know the uh, the live action westernized With remake. Zac Efron. Was, well, was there was a few names floated around, um, but it's back on. Okay, good. And Zac Efron, I think, was rumored at one point. Kristen Stewart was attached. Uh-huh. There's some concept art came out recently with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Chris Evans in okay, the yep. outfits right. as Kaneda and what's the other one? Tetsuo. Quasimodo. Yep, I remember. <laughs> I've seen all mangas. Yep. Uh, and basically, yeah, the, the director of, have you seen um, Unknown with Liam Neeson? Where he's like, where's my wife? Where is she? I've seen a film that is like that. <laughs> I think it's every Liam Neeson film. After of the last, of the last yeah, exactly, yeah. There's yeah. another one coming out too called Nonstop. Yeah, where same director. Great, same director. He also did Orphan, where the the family adopt the orphan girl, and it turns out she's like a 35 year old dwarf. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, she's a killer dwarf. <laughs> Haven't seen um, it. Apparently, those all those these Liam Neeson and all these Jason Jason Statham vehicles, yeah, like they're very popular in Europe. Yeah, they love them. So that that's where all the funding comes from. So there's just this endless string of. Liam Neeson wanting his family back. I don't know what the plot is of non-stop, but he's a... He has to stop the plane, or not stop the plane. But the plane's non-stop, so (laughs) 50-50, his problem's already solved. (laughs) This plane can't stop! It's already stopped, Liam. Good! Good! (laughs) Put my gun away, then! Uh, So anyway, uh, the director who, uh, his name's, his first name's spelled J-A-U-M-E. It's Jaume? Probably like that. Jaume? Sarah. Yeah. I never, I never, I can't pronounce anyone's name. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. His version is going to be true to the original, he says. True, true to the, the spirit of the original. Are you happy with that? What does that even mean, though? <laughs> well, you also said he's because, hoping... Because, as you may or may not know, people in Hollywood are sometimes idiots. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, mostly idiots. He's up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but he also said that So he's... that might mean that he's, there's like a vending machine in one of the scenes, and that... That's an exact replica of the vending machine in the, in the original, yeah. and everything else is different. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Uh, well, he said he's hoping to bring characters to his version, because he said... What does that mean? Well, let me, let me, let me expand. <laughs> you seem real angry. I'm so angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> he really. said in the original one, nobody's interesting. Do you want me to read the whole thing? And okay, then yeah, can, go ahead. Sure. Uh, Tetsuo, is that his name? Yes. Tetsuo is interesting because weird shit happens to him, and Kaneda is so two-dimensional. That's a part of Japanese culture. They never have strong characters. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, 
probably going to maybe put a crimp in production of it. And it's going to... He's Because re- there are a lot of people who... There's a lot of Japanophiles out there who love everything anime and everything Japanese. Sure. And if you say their characters aren't strong... Yeah. Like, there are... That's a big generalization, yeah, exactly. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, And it's entirely possible that he's missing out on a lot of nuance there. Yeah. In, in the characters. That's it. But, um... Also, it's it's like two hours long. How much how much character do you want? Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think he's burning a lot of bridges by saying that. I don't think he's. I mean, he's not a bad director. I don't think Unknown's not great. Haven't seen the midget one. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen the plane one. Say midget. Sorry, <laughs> haven't seen the little dwarf, person, the dwarf one. <laughs> can you not say? Oh yeah, you can't say that. Can can't you? Say that. No. Okay. Yeah. I might. Maybe I'll cut that out. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> Lilliputian. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Now that's insulting. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> From the land of Lilliput. From Gulliver's Travels. Don't right, gotcha. Okay, okay. But uh, he doesn't seem like the right director for this. No. He's only kind of done smaller affairs. Mm. Like, Unknown is traipsing across Europe. Uh-huh. The plane one's just on a plane. He slept with Liam Neeson's wife. He slept that with... That was a small affair. <laughs> I just think it, it seems like something with a lot of scope. Because she's a little person. Sorry? <laughs> It seems like something with a lot of scope. I mean, you've got you've got this huge, expansive city, and mm. you know it's something more kind of akin to Blade Runner. So you need yeah. someone who can kind of handle that. But speaking of Favreau and Zathura, yes, at some point he had to make the jump from like Swingers and Maid yeah. to Zathura. Yeah, like there's a huge jump there. Sure. I guess you get sent to some sort of director boot camp. Okay. And they, <laughs> and they, no, I mean really, like they no, got, they, yeah, you're they have right. to. They and they said, "Job like this is the cinema photographer who's worked on this." Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't have any faith in it. I'll give you that. <laughs> but there's certainly a possibility that this could work. Yeah, you're right. I'm sure. That, I mean, the studios don't set him up to fail, do they? Well, and getting <laughs> he did sleep with Liam Neeson. Twice. That's true. And they got they would have got him cheaper than uh, you know a lot of directors. So mm. if they were to get I don't know, for example, Spielberg, right? Who wouldn't do this? I'm assuming. Then that's mm. going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or even John Favreau of Zathura. Yeah. And made. Mm. And, and that's it. All right, let's move it along, Mason. Yep. I have news on the uh, Gotham TV series. Here we go. There's a bunch of casting news. Any mustache news? I want to get to that, Mason. Okay, good. We'll get I to that. I want to talk about it. I think I'm... I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We okay, talked about good. it after the show last week. Yep. Uh, Robin Taylor, mm-hmm. he's an actor. He was in Another Earth, the movie. Oh, yeah. There was Another Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Walking Dead, I think, for an episode. He's been cast as Oswald Cobblepot. Cobblepot. Ooh. Uh, a low-level psychopath. For the gangster Fish Mooney. Huh. There you go. I saw his face. He looks like a little kind of Weasley looks, guy. Looks penguiny. Yeah. Okay. Enough. He's not. He's not a, like a Roly Poly guy, but you know, he's younger. Yeah. The Roly Polyness will come later. Sure. And I guess like if with you, all of us. Yeah. And if you yes, if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna have it set at the start of you know pre Batman pre all that yeah you can't have everybody looking caricature-y like yeah. that because it's gonna get it's only gonna get really yeah exactly you can't have that yeah yeah, start. yeah. yeah exactly. maybe he'd be really subtle about it like yeah. Wah. Wah. You've lost again, Cobblepot. Back to jail with you. Wah. <laughs> Throws up his hands in defeat. Wah. Uh, Zabrina Guevara from Marley and Me and Burn Notice, our favourite show, Burn Notice. Uh-huh. Do you watch Burn? We've watched a bit of Burn I've Notice. I've watched the first season. He's always infiltrating a gang. Yep. And he's setting up a deal, mm. but maybe the deal's going to go south. Yeah. But he's got a guy waiting for him with a sniper maybe, rifle. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then maybe he'll put on like like a wife beater, and you'll be from New York. You put on an accent, you know. And, and they, always, don't, they don't know what's what's up or down, what's black or white. Who's to say? And he's always got that voiceover before he infiltrates a gang. He's like, when you're infra- infiltrating a, a crime syndicate, with the Japanese triad. The first thing to do is put on a wife beater, and you're like, is this going to come in handy at any point? 
And then his sexy ex-girlfriend turns up yeah. and maybe seduces somebody. Yep. And then Bruce Campbell drives the van or And everybody's whatever. like, yeah, Bruce Campbell! Whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We've watched a lot of that. We should. Evidently. Have. Apparently so, yeah. We've, we've, yeah. You know, Bruce Campbell, Um, he, he, he confirmed, he's like, hey, listen, we're going to do another Evil Dead movie. I'm going to cross it over with the with the, the reboot. Okay. And everyone's like, Yes! Bruce Campbell's back. It's going to be amazing. And You're then doing we- the devil horns. By yeah, the way, I was doing yeah. the devil horns. And then a week later, he comes out and he goes, come on, guys. You shouldn't just believe things that people say on the internet. Everyone's like, you said that. Yeah. You said it a week ago. You're the executive <laughs> producer of all these things. It came you from doing? your mouth. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, what, that's me. Yeah, I don't know what the state of that is. Yeah. But basically, yeah. So, sorry. She, the person we were talking about, she's Gordon's boss in the Homicide Squad. She balances politics with police work. Oh. Don't you think that's great? It's pretty great. Uh, I've never heard of either of those first two, by the way. No. Mm. Next one, Erin Richards from Open Grave, another person I haven't heard of. She's Barbara Keane, emergency doctor and Gordon's wife, who stands by him, even though in the comic he cheats on her. That's boys. <laughs> and how. Yep. Uh, Donald, Donald Logue. Yeah, okay. Sons of Anarchy, Vikings. Great guy. Terriers. Terriers? I haven't seen Terriers, no. Terriers, he's like a... He's a like dog. A... Yeah, it's, it's an animated dog show. Yeah. They get into all sorts of hijinks. Now it's like he's like he's he's one of a couple of down and out kind of private detectives. Okay, and it's kind of, it, it only went for a season. Yeah, but it's really good. Uh-huh. It's like um, it's not a it's it's a dramedy kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it's there's like funny moments and like poignant moments, poignant. poignant moments, and there's kind of you know really tense moments and stuff. But it's actually it's a really well written show. And it's a shame it only went for a season. Ah. Also, he's he's in Blade and he gets his head shoved into the side of the train. Remember that? I don't he's remember really, that, no. He's, he's, um, he's Deacon Frost, second in command. Ah. And Blade pushes his head against the speeding uh, express train. Yeah. And it burns all his face off. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Okay, there you go. Stephen Dorff does an amazing South African accent in The Power of One. Because he's South African. Yes, he yeah. is. Anyway, uh, Donald Logue's going to be in it. He's going to be Harvey Bullock. Okay, that works. No, good. I that like totally that a works. lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, he's in Grounded for Life. Oh, I like Grounded for Life. Really? Yes. It was good. I, I mean, know. for the time. Yeah, okay. Fair like, enough. now, you couldn't really bring that out now, but that guy in particular, that's yeah. not a great show, sure, but he yep. is really good mm. and funny. Yeah. The description is Rough Around the Edges partner and mentor of Jim Gordon. Huh. I read a comic recently. I think it was Batman Earth One. You know, those kind of reboots they yeah, did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it was that one. And Harvey Bullock in it is like this, I think he's like an LA kind of TV cop and he comes to Gotham to make his name and he's all trim and, and handsome like and smooth talking. But then he gets... He meets this serial killer and like breaks him down, oh, and at the end he's like fair, a hard yeah. drinking kind of thing. Okay. It's not a great comic. Yeah. It changes a lot of the origins. It's as good as a kind of one-off thing, uh-huh. but you know it's okay. Oh, okay. Next one, uh, Sean Pertwee. You familiar with him? He's from Dog Soldiers. Remember yeah. Dog Soldiers? Yeah, the be- the werewolf. Yeah, Dog Soldiers. For anybody who hasn't seen it, it's a low-budget werewolf English film. Came out in, like two thousand and two, uh-huh. uh, and it's basically. Werewolves attacking a house, a yeah, cottage, and there right. are soldiers in it, and For it's two great. Hours. He's also in um, Elementary. Do you want me to give you a second while you have a look at his face? Yeah. As soon as you see him, you'll know exactly. Yeah, I will because I recognise the name. But oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's Alfred. Oh yeah, I can see that. Ex Marine Alfred. Yep, yep. Tough as nails. Once he and... put on the classic Gotham mustache, that's he's it. gonna look. <laughs> and he he's... looks a little like uh, Richard Roxburgh. Yeah, mm. I'd pay that. Okay. By the way, people, if you haven't seen Rake, not the American remake, which I have not seen. The Australian version of Rake with Richard Roxburgh, who was the vampire in Van Helsing. And probably the some vampires and other stuff. He was the bad guy in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Great actor. Yep. Those are terrible movies. Yep. That's a really good show. Watch Rake. I it's think... the only Australian show worth watching. Yeah, I think that's um that's being released in America. <laughs> no, right it now, is. On something or other. Oh, like, no, there's a, there's a new American version with um 
What's his name? I always bring him up. Brandon Ralph. No, he's in bloody... Shia LaBeouf. No, oh. Greg Kinnear. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Greg right. Kinnear's rake. Might be worth it. I might check it out, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the new cast, Mason. That's pretty strong from what yeah. I can see here. Mm. Also, they're looking for a young Bruce Wayne at the moment. Oh, so one of us then. Yes, right, I'll race you to the casting couch. Because <laughs> that's how it happens. The thing about the young Bruce Wayne is you have to be very careful for a number of reasons. Mm. The, it's hard, kid actors... When you say young, oh, like a kid actor. Like 12 okay, to 14. Yeah. Kid actors, first of all, it's hard to find a good one. Right. As we've, we've established over the years. It's even hard to find a good one who won't grow into a monster. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Both really... physically and emotionally, <laughs> yes. slash drug-wise. Slash Charlotte Booth. Slash, for some reason, only does, like, songs about pizza. Macaulay Culkin just recently started a oh, band. Oh, right, yeah. And he does, like... There's a four-minute video of him just eating pizza as right, well. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks really... Great. Unhealthy. Yeah. But, yeah, like, for example, though, but it can go the other way. Most child actors start off... Most actors start off not looking so great, then grow into themselves. Uh-huh. For example, you know the Nicholas Holt? Yeah, for, about a boy. About a boy. Yeah, yeah. that guy's got... I mean, the bowl haircut doesn't help that guy. Uh-huh. But then he turned up and he's like this super handsome dude. Yeah, yeah. Same with Neville Longbottom. Have you oh, seen that guy now? Handsome dude. So handsome. There you go. Looks like Superman. Wow. Okay. He got his teeth fixed or whatever. He looks amazing. Right. He's easily be- the best looking of... He came out the best out of that. Even Emma Watson? No, nah, nah, sorry. Second best. There we go. Thank you. Because <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe didn't grow past 12. He's right. not a bad looking bloke by any stretch, Mason. Let's just rate all the Harry Potter cast from best to worst. No, let's rate him from best, best looking to ugliest. <laughs> There's the only, only the two options. <laughs> Original Dumbledore, ugly. Original Dumbledore, handsome. Mm. Second Dumbledore, poor choice of casting, I thought. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's called the Pizza Underground, and he did, they just do Velvet Underground covers that have that have been the lyrics have been cleverly twisted, so they're about pizza. I guess you got a lot of money, you can just do whatever you want. Does he have a lot of money? Well, it, maybe. Mm. Lot of, he's got that Home Alone sweet cash. Oh yeah, and the Richie Rich money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, presumably, exactly. if his parents didn't spend yeah. it all. Yeah, I heard they let him keep all the money from Richie Rich. Just all the money that was and the set. McDonald's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Mason, but I, I, you know, every week I'm like, hey, rate us on Twitter or whatever, not uh-huh. Twitter, on iTunes. How it's been my some campaign. might say you have an obsession. Some might it. say that, Mason. That obsession ends today. Really? Sure. Rate us on iTunes or whatever. I guess we should get featured at some point. It would be nice, uh-huh. or not. It doesn't matter, Mason, because I've got a new vendetta. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Is this Gotham based? It's somehow? Gotham based. Okay. I reached out to Benjamin McKenzie, who's playing. Detective Gordon, uh-huh. Jim Gordon. I said, hey, Mackenzie, first of all, well done. Are you going to have a mustache? No reply. I've only got like 500-something Twitter followers. He's not going to reply to me. He's got 100,000 followers. Uh-huh. So I want everybody to tweet at Benjamin McKenzie and harass him. Is it at Benjamin McKenzie? Or it, it is. I'll, I've got it written here. Just give me a second. It is at Ben underscore McKenzie, M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. And I want people to say this or a variation of this. At Benjamin McKenzie, Will you grow a mustache for Gotham? Hashtag Mackenzie Mustache. Now, I would like to say there, he can probably weasel his way out of that. How? As you said, are you going to grow a mustache? He might not grow a mustache, but he might have a mustache. Good point. Yeah. I'm going to change it. At Ben underscore Mackenzie. Will you have a mustache for Gotham? Mm. Hashtag Mackenzie Mustache. There we go. And yes. at Mr. Sunday Movies in it. Yeah. In me in it. So Fantastic. Because... I want to see it. I want to see his response. I want to get as many of those as we can because I want to know, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who wants, wants to know. know. I definitely want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to know details. Because we're not going to know for like it. two years. Yeah, exactly. We want to know every detail, yeah. Mason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So please, at Benjamin underscore McKenzie, will you have a mustache for Gotham? Hashtag 
Mackenzie Mustache. Thank you. At Mr. Because Sunday when Rivers. I started watching Arrow, yeah. I won. You know, it would have been a lot easier for me had I known, is Deathstroke going to grow the, the goatee or not? <laughs> yeah. He has. Spoiler alert, he has. But I, it, was, it, was, it was touch and go. It was very year. touch and go. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. Please do that as well, everybody. Yeah. Mm. Please? I'm going to do it. I know, are you? Yeah. Good, because you never do anything to support the show. So oh, really? I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, John Wesley Ship, you know who he is? He is Old Flash? He's Old Flash. Yeah. It was also Dawson's, Dawson's dad. dad. Yeah. yeah. He's going to appear in the Flash pilot. Oh, the yeah. The new Flash pilot in an unspecified role. The will... Flash? Yes, he'll be the Flash. He boards up the, the, the set, he's got a gun <laughs> and a bomb, and he won't leave until he's the new Barry Allen again. <laughs> um, he'll be, uh, if the show's picked up, he'll be expanded into. Um... A balloon. Yes. <laughs> a Thanksgiving Day balloon. And he'll be in the rest of the show. Oh, I wonder what character. Maybe he'll be Jay Garrick. Mm, original Flash. Okay, yeah. That's not Wait, a... that won't make any sense though, will it? Why not? Because there weren't any super-powered superheroes before that? Yeah, I guess so. Who cares? Doesn't matter! He could just be a guy sitting on a stoop and his name's Jay Garrick. Yeah. And they called him, you know what? And they called him The Flash because he was like a high school track star or something. Oh, good That'd idea. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? And people still call him that? Yeah. Even though he's 59. Flash, yeah. I looked up his age, he's 59. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's like a nice guy. Yeah. Good chiseled head. Very chiseled head. <laughs> Now, Mason, there is a... Sp- um, you know when we talked about uh, Captain Planet last week? Yes. And we berated it for being the worst show ever made? Yes. And we said, I think you specifically said, oh. they couldn't make it because it, it's too green. Right, and they'd have to carbon neutral the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Interestingly, Mason, this is kind of related, there's a Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 feature out this week, where it's all about being green and how they've made it one of the greenest movies of all time, Ooh. recycling everything and using all sorts of recycled sets and materials. Uh, just recycle. Yeah, <laughs> It's not what really a great idea, guys. It's not really news. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. I hope that doesn't mean we're going to get a Captain Planet movie, though. I hope you haven't said something. Oh, and I've now... something off, haven't You've I? Something... Yeah. God. Well, you know what? We've got to take the good with the bad. I mean, you don't want there to be a Captain Planet movie, but you want Ben McKenzie to re- reveal whether he's got a mustache or not. So, you Hashtag know McKenzie mustache. We've got ultimate power here, so That's right. we've got to use it wisely. Yeah. Mm. I might ask the boss of comic book movie, Jim Little, if I can put an article up about this and get everybody... On, oh, on mustache watch to harass sure him. yeah please yeah. he seems like a nice guy I don't want to use the word harass but at the same time let's all harass this sexually guy sexually harass <laughs> yes. you mean sexually harass okay I do Captain America the Winter Soldier news Mason okay. you excited for that one coming yes, out yes very it's much gonna so it's going to be great now the new costume there's a bit of information about this week I do love costumes don't you mm. uh, the new costume is faithful to the Ed Brubaker's work that's why it's the way it is Mason mm. this is all costume related and the idea is to make it more grounded and th- so there's a distinction between the S.H.I.E.L.D. Captain America, who works for S.H.I.E.L.D., yep. and he's stealthing about, yeah. stealthing about, mm. and the Captain America. Because there are two distinct kind of roles there, isn't there? Boy, is there. So there's the costume change. That's why it's happening. Huh. But also, I think the old costume's in it as well, because we've seen it in the trailers. I do love costumes. The World though. War II one. I hate <laughs> yes. it. Heaps good. Also, Anthony Mackie, you know him. He plays no. Falcon. Oh, yeah. The Falcon. Mm-hmm. Is it Falcon or the Falcon? Or the Millennium Falcon? Millennium Dome, I think. Okay, good. It's called the Millennium Dome. Anthony Mackie's playing Millennium Dome. He's said he's been calling Marvel every day, every day, every Monday for a role in the Avengers 2. Just harassing him. Benjamin McKenzie That doesn't style. work with people, though. No, it doesn't. Remember the guy um, in The Matrix? Yes. Tank? Tank! Yeah. Yeah. He was all like, put me in the sequels or whatever. I'll kill you! Yeah, and then they just <laughs> used to turn out. up at set. Yeah, and then set, they were just yeah. like, oh, he died. Also, you know, uh, what's her name? The, the woman from Blade Runner, who's notoriously crazy. The oh. main woman from Blade Yeah, um, She was originally in the first Batman. I can't remember. Jack, he's one of those Rachel moments, or something? He's no, one of the moments. No, that's a character's name. Yeah. He's one of the moments where people are shouting at us. Yes. Sean right. Young. Sean Young. Wait. 
Sean Aston? No, that's the that's, guy from The Hobbit. I think it's Sean Young. If okay. it's not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mackenzie Mustache. Mm. But she was cast in the original Batman, I think, and then broke her leg and couldn't do it. And she was insistent that she played Catwoman the next one, so she kept showing up at Tim oh, Burton's place in a Catwoman costume. Okay, that's... Okay. Yeah. Huh. That doesn't work. Is that allegedly, or did that happen? That happened. Hmm. For reals. Huh. Yeah. I love it. Some people go crazy, Mason. Yeah. Some people don't. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, I just want to talk about this briefly. Okay, I'm ready. The trailer's out this week. Oh, the real so, trailer? The, real the tra- first time ever, an actual real trailer. Yes, that hasn't been shown at Comic-Con or released. Or released on footage. Russian servers, so <laughs> yeah. they can't be shut down. Exactly, yeah. It's out Tuesday the 18th. So when this comes out, if mm. you're listening to this on the Tuesday... I will be. Go and see it, Mason. The on, trailer. Yes. On at the internet. comicbookmovies.com. Yeah. Or don't. Any website is fine. <laughs> but, you know, support the website. Mm. They only get 30 million views a month, so I think this That's not the population of the earth. We need more hits. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I just, I just think that's interesting. We'll talk about that next week, but uh, I'm super excited for that. Me too. Good. Both of us are. Matt Mason, Batman vs. Superman news. I know it contradicts our no Charlotte Booth and Batman vs. Superman news. That's fine, we split them up though. We have, um, haven't we? I put yeah. a big gap in here. Zack Snyder confirmed that it is, again, it's not really news this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Let's get through it quickly. Let's burn through this, yeah? Okay, good, yeah. Let's just burn through it. Please. He's confirmed that, it's, again, that it's not a direct adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns, but that book will influence it. Yeah. We know that, right? We do know that, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, they just, that shouldn't be the influencing book. No, not at all. Because it's, it's the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Batman will be an older and more advised man than Superman, but will retain that Bruce Wayne charm. Mm. So what do you think of that? I like Bruce Wayne charm. I like Bruce Wayne charm too. Yeah. I think Christian Bale did a pretty good Bruce Wayne. Especially in the first one where he pretends to be like a drunk. And he does it more in the first and the second one. Third third one, he's a weird recluse. Yeah. But yeah. I like the bit in the first one where he pretends to be drunk and he gets someone out of his house. He's like, beat it, freeloaders. I hate you all. Mm. That's great. So yeah, there you go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother or <coughs> sales. I definitely prefer <coughs> Don't you? Cuz that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. 
I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. But Mason, yes, I've been dying to hear your thoughts this week. Yes. On Robocop 2014. Oh. It's been out in the US. We've got the meat of the matter. That's it. Mm. It's, uh, it only just came out in the US. Uh-huh. It came out here a few, a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, fans are divided, Mason. Yes. Critics are divided. Mm. It's sitting, sitting on about 50% at Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. Uh-huh. Is it the worst use of the Robocop properties? Boy, is it not. It is, <laughs> it is not that at all. No. It, okay. Is it a justified remake? Yes. Oh, wow. Because yeah. we did say, what was it, or you said in particular a few weeks back, Mm-hmm. That, that is a dead horse. Boy, is it, yes. <laughs> was that last week? I think it was week before. Week before, before yeah. No, that's, that, because, and a lot of people, and I spoke to the, about somebody in real life about this the other day, yeah. that a lot of people just have memories of Robocop. They don't even remember either of the sequels. Yeah. They sort of have a vague recollection that there was a Robocop 2. Yeah. Like no uh, recollection of 3. Yeah. Nobody knows at all, nobody at all knows that there was a TV series Two cartoons, TV movies, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Japanese it's been on a downwards, yeah, Japanese commercials for <laughs> chicken, chicken, yeah. Nobody knows it's been on a downward spiral for years and years. Yeah, this, this is there's there's no way to go but up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now it's obviously not better than the first, right? Well, oh my goodness. Okay, here's the thing. Before we get started, a we're gonna spoil this, right? Yes. we're gonna spoil the hell out of this. This is out Tuesday or Monday. Yesterday. People should have seen it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, spoilers. If you have seen it, double spoilers. Double spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um. I thought maybe we could talk about the good, then the bad. Yeah, okay, we can do that. So, yeah. Do you want to kick it off with the good? Yes. Wait. Yes. Okay, first of all, (laughs) it's not not the same movie. No. Like, having all... We've all seen it. It's not the same movie. I don't think we can expect the same movie. No. Like, my... Again, my favourite scene... Well, one of my many favourite... Every scene in the first one is my favourite scene (laughs) in the first Robocop, but... The scene right at the start where they're testing out Ed 209 in the boardroom yeah. and it kills the junior executive oh, the is best. hilarious. But at the same time, that's nowhere close to being the real world. Like, yeah. imagine the gross incompetence it would take for that situation to happen. Like, it'd have to be like, okay, um, so we're going to bring the, ro- the giant gun turning robot into the boardroom where all the executives are. Should we put live ammunition in the guns? Yes, we should. Uh... <laughs> Okay, should we have, like, an enormous red button where you push it and it kills the power to the robot? No, let's not do that. But it'd take, like, ten minutes to wire it in. No, let's not do that. Let's leave it. And, like, they would have to have done simulations and all that and just, you know, it's it's not a real... No, it's not a real scenario, this is, yeah. This is Robocop in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah. Like, it is... The first one's obviously a satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is not as much. It's, I mean, it is... It's... It's there it's, are themes. It's there satirical. are themes and issues, and it in is satirical sense, yeah. in its own way. But it's not. Yeah. There's nobody 
getting their dick shot off. No. Well, the, the, the issue here, I guess, or one of the main issues isn't it, is it, in it, is it's more about the concerns of automotive, automated warfare yep. and the implications of that yep. more so than big business. So, well, there's a little bit of that, but uh-huh. there, there's kind of there's a few other themes kind of running. I know you through. want to do the good things and then the bad things. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what I'm probably going to do is just have an assortment of random thoughts and just <laughs> say them. So, uh, you know what I'm not on board with? I don't think the Robocop theme works with this. Okay. The new version. Did it play the, that much in it, though? Not really. Just at the opening theme. And they kind of kind of tried to techno it uh, up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I don't think it really works with... Do you mean, what if they had got the the actual proper theme and just used that throughout? Without it, would you prefer that? Or do you think, don't use the theme? Uh, in small doses, it probably yeah. would work the original, yeah. Okay, mm. the good. The CGI is spectacular. Absolutely. Like, at no point was I like, oh, that's... The suit... On set, looked looked a little weird and rubbery. Uh-huh. But when you see it, there's clearly been touch ups to it. Yeah, yeah. Like the way his legs, uh-huh. there's like that weird kind of gap between uh-huh. his legs, which a human wouldn't have, which yeah, he's yeah. clearly done. Uh-huh. And little things like when his kid runs his hand down his dad's leg, yeah, yeah. and you hear like the metal over the right, yeah, hand. yeah, like little things like that. Uh-huh. It gives it gives it the sense that it ha- does have weight. It's not this rubbery suit that he's bouncing around. Right, in. right, yeah. He's heavy. You yeah, know, yeah, he's like a tank. Let's talk about it because my biggest concern. About mm. Robocop was who's going to be Robocop. Sure. How it's going to look. Yeah. Because nobody's gotten the Robocop walk right. Yeah. Nobody's gotten the movement right. Yeah. He's always looked weird and puffy and kind of <laughs> just everybody after Peter Weller just looked look like this stuffed sausage in this, in this tin can. <laughs> but I think they've gotten the, like when you first see Murphy. Yeah. He, he's kind of tall and rangy. Yeah. And you. You look at that and go, okay, he's gonna he's gonna work well in this. He could finish it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was interesting. Lewis is not Anne Lewis anymore. Oh right, yeah, Lewis yeah. Is, he's Lewis Kenneth is Williams from yeah, the Wire. From the Wire, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good. He is good. He? I enjoyed yeah, that, that was a strange um, choice. Yeah, characterization I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought, and again, it's not, it's not these cackling, insane, money grubbing lunatics. Yeah, like in in the first couple of Robocops. Yeah. you know, people have genuine motivations, like. Uh, Michael Keaton is the CEO. Mm. He's great. He's great, and he's not, and he's a bad guy. Clearly, yeah. But and I often think that in in fiction, the best villains have a point. Yeah. Like, and he he wants his, you know, he wants his profit margin. He wants his, mm. you know, billions of dollars that he's going to get from the U.S. market because of drones. Yeah. But at the same time, he does genuinely believe that getting cops off the street and replacing them with, you know, cyborgs or military hardware is going to save. Thousands of so many lives. lives, yeah. And he's right, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, people are going to lose their jobs, but that's. You no, know, you're right. He is right. He he believes in what he does to some level, which is he's probably a psychopath because he's the <laughs> CEO of a company. But yeah. you know, he yeah. he believes in that, and similarly with Gary Oldman. Mm. You know, he he is a guy who has to do some bad things over the course of the film. Yeah, he has to you know remove some of Murphy's humanity in order to make him an effective police officer, but he needs to do that because. He needs to prove that this product works, yeah. So he can retain funding for his for his other for, for his prosthetics. prosthetics. Work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely right. His character arc I thought was really really interesting because you can see, and it only happens bit by bit. He's not like now I'm evil, right, right. right. Like you can see, like every time he has to push it that little bit further, right, exactly. Like it gets yeah. to the point where he's like, he's not fast and he's not as fast as a drone. Let's make Robocop think that he's doing all these and things, and he still feels like a human being. That's right. So he's not, he's like, well, I'm I'm not doing such a bad thing because because yeah. he, when he's not in combat mode, he still feels like a, still, a human exactly. being. Exactly. Yeah. I like. That little that line about the visor comes down and it yeah, and yeah. It, it, it takes over or whatever and then it gets to the point where it's like he has to change him to a the Robocop we kind of know from the original because uh-huh. he has this complete fucking freak out right when he when, when he gets uploaded to the to the system or whatever mm-hmm. 
and then he becomes all automated and, and whatever. But I love the scenes with Gary Oldman and Michael Keaton. Yeah, let's say some of the some of the best in the mo- in the yeah, movie yeah, by yeah. far. Michael Keaton, I can't understand why he dropped off the map for so long. Yeah, yeah, because he's so good. Yeah. Well, apparently he was offered like fifty million dollars for like Batman Three. Oh yeah. And he was like, I I don't want to be. <laughs> I think maybe he burned some bridges in yeah. that regard. I don't know. Because he was the biggest movie star in the world, I guess, yeah. for, for you know, a few years there. And That's it. I don't mm. know. But yeah, he keeps getting better. Yeah. I enjoy him and everything. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I did like about the new Robocop as well? I know there wasn't a lot of blood and gore, which I would have liked to see. I can understand why it wasn't, whatever. Uh-huh. But I found it really horrific when Murphy goes, look, I want to see what's left yes, of me. Yes, yes. Horrifying. That is, yeah, I and found that very confronting. pull yeah. his legs off. You know, like, okay, he doesn't, doesn't have legs. Yeah. Pull... His arms off. Like, Shit. He's yeah. just a hand. Just a hand only, yeah. And, and it's not even connected. It's not even no, an arm. It's, they've removed everything it's except It's just the hand. the hand. Yeah, yeah. And then they pull the chest away and he's just a sack of organs yeah, yeah. an esophagus, a face and a brain. Yeah, yeah. And it's horrifying. And it's not even his entire brain. No. There's bits missing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that was like, wow. That's... And that's, it's really confronting and also it's dwelled on for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, he's not there for like 30 seconds. He's like, put me back together. It's like, yeah. It's a good five, six, seven minute scene yeah. of just, ugh. and it's really like claustrophobic. I found it really claustrophobic because well, because yeah, yeah. imagine you're this head. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't move. Yeah, you're, yeah. A, you're a face. You can't even scratch an itch. No, which I'm doing right now. Maybe you can hear that on the mic. There it is. <laughs> I found that yeah really um, yeah oh, great that's, great that's my own point. But yeah, yeah, I thought that was really good, and it looks like it, it doesn't look ridiculous. No, like I'm sure if you if we made this a couple of years ago, mm. people would have laughed in the cinema. Yeah. But there's no. In fact, like probably a worse director or a worse cinematographer, if you'd done that reveal, people would have laughed like, hey, look at this guy. Look at that. But yeah. it's horrific. You go like, oh. It's the people s- gasp in the cinema. Yeah, it's the, sl- it's the slow reveal. That's yeah, yeah. It was, It's not just click, here yeah. he is. It was yeah, like yeah. slowly pulling apart. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. But they also humanized him in the sense or kind of made him more vulnerable in the sense. You see the bit where they're kind of draining his, siphoning his blood and... and then f- Putting cleansing it, out, it yeah, it. and putting vitamins and whatever yeah, yeah. into it. There's so. no more baby food situation. No. <laughs> just have to nibble on a little container of baby food in this one. Yeah. Mm. So I, I thought that was that was really cool. How like he's you can't just send him out there. He's got to come back for maintenance. He's uh-huh. like a he's like a robot. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. And again, uh, the first one was very much an over the top satire. There's no nobody dies an ironic death in this one. Okay. Like yeah. because as when in the first movie, directive Robocop's directive four prevents him from killing anyone who works for OCP. Yeah. In this one, uh, it's a red wristband. It's a red, it's a red asset wristband, which yeah. prevent, like, a pre- presumably projects some sort of radio frequency that prevents Robocop from killing yeah. anyone who works for OCP who's wearing it. At no point does anyone lose their wristband in a in a funny way, uh, or like okay, you yeah. know somebody you know like because you know at the end, uh, Jackie O'Haley is about to kill Robocop, yeah, and then he's. And, he, and Robocop can't kill him because he's got the red asset wristband yeah. on. You mean Haley Joel Osment? Yeah, that's right. I mean, Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> former child actor, Haley Joel Osment. And he doesn't. He isn't running in to kill Robocop, and he catches his wristband on a yeah. like an he's exposed like, oh. pipe, and he's like, "Oh no, now I'm done for." Yeah, like it's a which would have happened in the eighties. Yeah, but it's not going to happen in this because nobody would do that. No, and it's also no, nobody's like, you know, oh, you know, somebody finds a nice watch on a corpse and, and puts it on in replacement, you know, takes the wristband off, like some criminal, puts the, takes the wristband off and puts the watch on and they're like, well, now it's time to die. You know, yeah, that. that's it. Yeah. yeah, I felt that that worked in, in the way that it did feel more realistic. But I do think at the end, 
the when Michael Keaton pulls the gun yes, and he's found that did feel very forced. Yeah, I feel I feel that may have been I don't know. It wasn't true to what his character had been. Yeah, yeah. He's exactly. just like at the end, he's pretty much like, "I'm evil. I'm a yeah, bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shoot your family." That's the um, that's the Obadiah Stane. Yeah, syndrome where where yeah. he just becomes insane at the end with power. Yeah, he's like, "Well, I put this robot on. I guess I'll kill everyone <laughs> in the world." Doesn't. doesn't that's work. it. But yeah, I, I think that might have been studio interference. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Yeah, they're like, "Well, we've got to have." At the end, we have to have a bad guy standing and a good guy standing. Yeah. And the good... Has to be on top of a building. Yeah, exactly. And the bad guy has to have the advantage, but then, you know... Robocop. Robocop, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think also in, in the 80s, the kid would have run over and grabbed his wristband off. You're probably right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the 80s were great. Yeah, they're Not really. Like, no. Yeah. No. I, told, I was just saying how I, I told you I watched Robocop 2. Just uh-huh. last night, actually. Uh-huh. It's all right. The reason I watched it, you said it was good, but then I read, I saw a Red Letter Media review, and I like, check it out. You said okay, you said it was worth a watch, yeah. And but then I didn't believe you, and then I saw Red Letter Media, and then Mm -hmm. I went, I will watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. There are bits in it which are really good, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Yeah. you you could you could check that, Mason. Yeah, yeah. I also enjoyed the Robocop was manufactured in China. Oh yeah, yeah. As far as that goes, I think that's quite subtle, but I think it was. That you know everything is made in China now. So. That was cool how he burst outside and he was in the he's in the in fields the rice or whatever. Fields, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I liked as well. It showed like the psychology of what this kind of would do to a man. You take yeah. somebody and you strip basically ev- all everything away from him uh-huh. and what that would do to a person. Yeah, yeah, I like the way he handled that and yeah, you know that would obviously be taxing on mm-hmm. on a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything else we want to say good about this movie? Let's Mason? talk action. Let's talk action. I like the action. I like some of the action. You like some of it? Not I all thought that were... no, no. The action was good, but I thought it was too. Few and far between. Okay, yeah. Uh, I like the bit where he goes into the 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 building at the end. He's on the ground floor, uh-huh. and he's fighting all the Ed Two O Nine. That was good, yeah. I liked the bit where he uh, fights all the drones. Yep, mm-hmm. that was really really you cool. You didn't. So you, the one you've missed out in is where he fights all the bad guys in the warehouse. Yeah, oh, so I like that as well. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the action was quite chaotic, okay. but it wasn't chaotic like we don't know what's going on. Like a Bourne film. Like a Bourne film, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Like, it, it's deliberately chaotic. Like, this might be what it's like in an actual, yeah. like, combat situation. But again, there's no, like, the guy that set up the bomb that killed him. He mm. doesn't, again, he doesn't die in an ironic manner. No. Like, he just kind of, he more or less dies, he dies in, like, a, like, in black and white, more or less. Yeah. Because Robocop has the ther- the thermograph on, and he just sort of kills some people in the dark, and one of them's him. Yeah. And then he's dead, and he's and like, he's... oh, I got him. Yeah. Cool. That was kind of like how I felt felt uh, Haley Joel Osment's character died. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it wasn't it. No, he's, yeah, Lewis he's just killed just him. Just shot him. Yeah, and yeah. that was kind of it. I was like, ah, eh. yeah. I, I, fa- I found I found the movie kind of very anticlimactic at the end. Right. Yeah. To be You're honest, probably right. It kind of it's. I felt it kind of too long on kind of exploring him as a man and what it means to be human and whatever. Uh-huh. I thought that was a bit too drawn out. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of picked up a bit. Mm-hmm. And I liked all that. But I did like it, but I thought it was a bit too long. And then it picked up a bit, but then it kind of. Then it kind of just stopped. Yeah, and then it went right. Robocop. Right, and yeah. then it had I uh-huh. thought the Law and the Law one in the. I didn't like that clash. as a final. I love that song. Maybe really? I just yeah, like okay. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Doesn't really make sense. I no, guess. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the main character. He's the main if character. If he'd gone to jail somehow, then he would have fought the Law. Ah, uh, let me. What, what else can we talk about? Kind of a nitpick. Sure. Why does he never run out of bullets? Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I know he doesn't really in the original one much. He reloads once. I reloads once. He reloads once in Robocop one, and I think that's it. When he's attacked, he's fighting Clarence Boddicker and all those guys at the end. He okay. Just, he realized once. Cool. And then that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Look, uh, did you miss the gore? I didn't miss the gore. I missed the gun. I wish he had the the classic. Yeah. The, See, I had a problem the with the stun gun. Be- yeah. Yeah. I guess. I so. mean, I know he did use a real gun at that bit you're talking about where he fights him in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a real machine gun or uh-huh. whatever. 
But the stun gun thing, even though he's like, if I shoot you with this, it could stop your heart or give you. But it is a real. Things. It is a real gun. Like it has a kill mode. Yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the, the idea that it's a stun gun gets in your head. Yeah. And you're, you're like, why, right. is, why is his primary sidearm a stun, a stun gun. gun? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like the bit where he shoots the cop with it in the. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a bit where I really noticed he's got a good Robocop walk. You know, he just yeah, walks yeah. out and he just turns, puts his gun to the side and just shoots that guy in the chest. Or yeah, whatever. that was fun, yeah. Yeah. Did you think it was weird how it kind of, he had his humanity and then all of a sudden lost it and then he didn't have it for five minutes. And then he regained, then he regained it somehow? It? Yeah. Yeah, that was a little odd, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, should that have happened from the start? I feel there should have been like a secondary character, like a secondary scientist character who had a hand in that. Okay. Like yeah. who brought it, who felt, who felt some pangs of conscience. Conscience, conscious, and then and who suddenly brought it back up, and then he was free to to be himself again. And okay, then, and then maybe the the controller chip was removed. Because the only thing was, it's like he's overriding his programs. Yeah, but it didn't how really explain that? how. Because yeah. he, the reason he was like that, weren't they like pumping him full of a certain drug or whatever that was kind of dulling his human side or whatever? Yeah, it's like were... it's leveling out. It's yeah, not yeah, working yeah. anymore. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of weird. Mm, yeah. Also, the bit, the end bit with Michael Keaton, we talked about this. Yes. Where he's like, "You can't shoot me, Robocop," but then he he just does. Yeah. He's just like, "I can shoot you," and he shoots him dead. Yeah, yeah. So he overrode his thing. And then that... Well, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But yeah. at the same time, I don't know. I guess... Like, nothing happened for it to... You didn't see anything click in him. Right, yeah. To I, th- do I don't that. know. I guess there's enough... There was enough of a biological, you know, brain to... Yeah. To override that. connection to... For it to Fair work point. on its own. Like, but, like, in the 80s, you're like, right, because there's a bit where it's like, you're fired! And then he, yeah, yeah, then he yeah, can yeah. shoot him or whatever. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Okay, fair point, Mason. Yeah, it's a fair point. So, I think it's still... I'm, I'm willing to suspend disbelief to say that he could... He's enough. There's enough of a man left in him, like, yeah. biologically, to control that. Okay, know? fair enough. Because you know, if there's no, you know, if, if somebody has like a prosthetic arm or whatever, mm. there's not necessarily programming in that to prevent to to make them use it. It's just you know electrical signals, yeah. and muscle memory that that move it. So I'm willing to say, well, maybe there was he he can produce enough of a human electrical signal to move the arm and pull the trigger. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair point. Because yeah, hands still human. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, just just the hand. Mm. How did that work? I don't know. Science. Yeah. Did you think Detroit looked pretty good? It looked pretty nice for Detroit, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was not not. Wasn't riddled with. Uh, there was wasn't really any sense that it was riddled with crime. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And there was there also... was a gang guy, gang lord guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of pictured the entire city as graffiti. Yeah. Like literally every building was covered in graffiti. Yeah. I think that would have. I mean, I guess they were bombed out. Yeah. But I guess like Detroit isn't actually like that. Well, Which is probably why they. That's true, from what we've seen on the televisions. Mm. Yeah, but it's also it's not that movie's set in like twenty twenty eight. It's not that far from now, is yeah, it? Yeah, true. Fourteen years from now, do you think we'll have robot cops? Well, that's a big question. To sure ask. is, Mason. Uh I think we'll have drones. I definitely think we'll have like surveillance drones at the very least. Yeah, well, we do now, don't we? We don't. Not us personally. I don't think the US has surveillance drones. Don't they have no. drones? No, I don't think there's been like flying fly drones. I'm talking about. Well, they have drones, but they don't have them for like police. No. I think they'd need, they'd need, like, FAA clearance and stuff yeah. like that for non-privately owned, like, yeah. non-hobby drones, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. If you, you haven't seen the show. You've seen almost, you haven't seen Almost Human. I haven't, Human. I've got it, but I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very almost, it's, I thought it's more like an episode of Almost Human okay. than it is Robocop. Not that that's a bad thing, right, but that's right. a good show, because that show deals with a lot of what does it mean to be human, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So I think it works better as a companion piece to that okay, than it does yeah. as okay. a Robocop. Cop sequel, okay, yeah. or reboot, yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about Samuel L. Jackson yet. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. 
How, how, how quickly do you reckon he filmed those scenes? Oh, 10 minutes? But he had to change outfits. He probably, Great yeah. suits, I thought. Yeah, sure, Fantastic yeah. Suits. You notice these things. I Boy, never noticed. I. Oh, yeah. nice, nice window pane. Sure. Nice, nice chalk stripe. Mm. <laughs> Talk about it all day. But I thought it was great. I thought, first couple of times, oh, there he is, Samuel L. Jackson. That's hilarious. Uh, like towards the middle, I'm like, this is grating a little bit. Okay. And then yeah. when he lost his mind at the end, I was back that was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They bleeped out the swear word. Mm, yeah. They probably couldn't. That was, you know, I think I said in PG-13, you can get away with one fuck. Who had it? Do you remember? I don't think anybody did. I oh, think okay. they must have used it up somewhere else in Christ. another bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. when he was a sack of organs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But hey. Yeah, I thought um, maybe the Samuel L. Jackson stuff was a little bit heavy-handed. Yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't... It was supposed to be like a Bill O'Reilly kind of yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I guess I don't really watch any Bill O'Reilly, so I don't know. That might be dead on as far as, like, blatantly obvious, cut the guy who doesn't agree with you. Yeah, he does thing. do a lot oh, of okay, that. okay, then yeah. I guess that's quite that's quite mm. accurate then, yeah. Yeah, not that I, I... Most of the stuff that I've seen of Bill O'Reilly is people... Making a valid point, and then him screaming at Yeah, him. that's pretty much it, yeah, where he looks like a lunatic, or somebody, yeah, or he cuts somebody off. Right, right, There's okay. a lot of that. I, mean, I don't want to get into it, but he seems like a massive dickhead. Right, right, right. And I hope he dies. Yeah, good. That's a spirit. <laughs> but yeah, again, this guy, maybe he's a good, maybe you feel he's a good guy or a bad guy or whatever, but he does feel, he feels like a character, even though he's a satire, he feels like a character who has some real motivation. Yeah. Like he wants, he wants safe streets. That's right, he yeah. He wants, you know. He believes the things that he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Which I do wonder about Bill O'Reilly, I hate to bring it back. Right. You can't be that intelligent and say things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you can. Takes all types, doesn't it? Yeah. He used to be like an entertainment reporter as right, well. Right, okay. I don't understand, I'm not going to, sorry. Let's I'm not, not get into it, no, please don't. <laughs> Um, you know what though, I I don't think it's it, it's not doing super well this weekend. Okay, right. We're recording this what on Sunday, so yep. the official numbers aren't in yet. Right. It's not doing super well, so it could very well dread. Speaking of, I think Dread is a better Robocop movie than Than Robocop. Than Robocop. The new Robocop. The new, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Go with the helmet. Guns. Yep, heaps violence. of guns, yep, explosions. Gets shot in the chest he gets shot through the stomach and it doesn't yeah. bother him that much. Uh I'd say they're on par. I enjoyed them both. Equally. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. I thought Dread was a much better film. Okay. I, I was. Uh, in terms of what action or? In terms of everything. Okay. Yeah, action. Action. I guess I think it, it does more with what it with the budget it's got, and uh-huh. not that, not that I disliked Robocop. I didn't buy any stretch, but I think it's it's. If anything, and I know we don't give this rating, it's it's oh to me it was just okay. Well, that's not what we do here, is it? You know that. You know that better than anyone. Wow. That I'd have to say, even though I did enjoy a lot of it, I have to say worst movie ever. Huh. I'm going to go with best movie ever. <gasps> That's right. That's a real conflict. The room here. is divided. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I did not But hate again, it. we did see it for free. So. <laughs> well, I did it. You, you did, did it, yeah. I gave you the tickets. Yep. You son of a bitch. Yeah. That's all right. One last question. Yes. We talked about the new suit. Uh-huh. Do you prefer, you know, at the end he reverts back to the silver suit? Uh-huh. Do you prefer the silver suit or the black suit? Well, he started as a blue suit. He starts as a Robocop 2. It's got a blue tint to it. No, no, I'm talking. Sorry, I'm talking about the start of the new movie. It's blue, and then when he when he when he's first Robocop, it's blue. Oh, really? It's a very, oh, it's a very okay. Light I didn't notice. Tint, yeah, okay. And then it's black, and then he goes to silver at the end, which I preferved. You notice think, everything? Yeah, I think it looked really good. Cool. Okay. I, I, the blue, the black, little too, little too military. Yeah. Didn't classically Robocop is silver, and I, I like the. Yeah, I mean the black works yeah. for, for. I kind of hoped is. at the end he would get a civilian mode. Okay. I think that it's probably it was too much to ask like for. Like a draw, like a t-shirt. Yeah, like a t-shirt. Yeah, like no, but like just like in a rig, like a I don't know, it's a regular outfit, like kind of hum, like kind of humanoid looking, like human. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Too much yeah. to ask, but I, you know, that's alright. That's not a bad idea. Silver, silver, silver one was good. Too. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's kind of, it's kind of also sad at the end where he doesn't 
we don't see any interaction with his family. No, right? that's it. I mean, he's just he's stuck. He's essentially he's trapped as this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. he doesn't particularly like being. Right. He, I mean, he does it because he's because he's got a sense of duty, but he yeah, doesn't yeah. like who he is yeah. so much. But then he got to hang out with his wife and kid again. So he that's sure did. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the kid? Annoying or not annoying? Not even uh, enough for me to make an opinion. Yeah, fair I enough. But he was okay. Abby Cornish. Annoying or not annoying? No, she was good. She was fine, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Great Australian actor. Mm. Risk. For now. <laughs> you just wait, Cornish. <laughs> we'll turn on you. Yeah. Like we turn on everyone. I think that's about... Was there anything else we want to say about Robot Cop? Uh, Chances are there probably won't be another one, I'd say. I'd as much as I'd like to see another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a Terminator Robocop crossover. That, like the that would never ever happen. It could never happen. Especially, they could do it with the 80s one. Robo- uh, new version, no chance. Yeah, you're No right. chance in the world. Yeah. Get Peter Weller back? No, not a chance in the world. <laughs> Couldn't get him in that suit. No. Yeah. All right. But yeah, totally totally worth a watch. Yeah, I agree. Completely worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, see it at the cinemas or wait. But you say see it at the cinemas. I say see it at the cinemas, yes. All right, cool. If you want a sequel. Yeah, good point. Yeah, see it at cinema. I I would much rather see a sequel to Dread than I would this. Well, that's never going to happen, is it? No. Just fan films at this point. Oh, speaking of the, talk about that fan film that you saw, the Robocop. Oh, okay, film. yeah. So basically, I, I showed Mason this just before we podcasted. There was a fan film called Our Robocop Remake, where 55 different filmmakers went and re- remade Robocop scene for scene. They each did a scene each. Some are animated, some is just Robocop in like a tinfoil hat, and it's some comedians and stuff that are well-known, some not so well-known. But there's one scene in particular... It's called, it's scene 27. If you look up our Robocop remake. And the producer is Fatal Farm. Fatal which, Farm. Which I guess is some sort of special effects house yeah. or production and team. It lo- it's the scene where Robocop shoots a guy's balls through the He shoots a potential rapist yeah. through the balls. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Knows, everybody remembers that scene. They know the scene. And, and it, it looks like a Robocop film. Like I, a lot of them. Can't... I thought for a second that it was. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are they going to do with this that is different? Because it's clearly just that. Yeah. It looks like the actual scene. And the yeah. suit's dead on and mm. the lighting and the scene and whatever, whatever. But it's basically... Don't spoil it. it. Okay. It, it It's it's not for the <laughs> faint of hearts. Let's put it that hell, way. Yeah. It, it, it's quite off-putting at parts. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Check that out on YouTube. If you're young, maybe don't watch it. Yeah. A 14-year-old listener? <laughs> yeah. Now nah, watch it. Yeah. Who's going to stop you, hey? Yeah. Not us. Not us. Yeah. So there you go. Check that out. Mason, yeah. we, were, we were talking about adding a new segment. It's called, I put it here, What We Gonna Read, What We Reading. You've written that on crayon. I sure have. On your iPad, which I is know, weird. I know, right? It's basically where I thought we could briefly talk about during an episode something that we're reading or something that we're planning to read. Maybe at the end of the episode. Sure. Is this the end of the episode? It's close enough. Ugh. <laughs> oh, you know what? Read or, or we could watch. Yeah, it's show. anything. It's anything yeah. that we're into. This is so vague, but I love it. I love how vague it is. Well, I'm I'm about to read because I've heard really good things about uh, sex criminals. Okay, which is this is a gang of your mates you hang yeah, out with. That's right. Yeah, we're we're all starting a club, <laughs> and no, it's a, it's a Matt Fraction series. Okay, uh, it's ongoing. It's it's it started I think in September or October or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's basically a man and a woman meet. They you know they they become a, a happy couple and they discover that when they have sex they can stop time. Ah. And they they use it to get up to sh- some shenanigans, but then they, they you know they gotta 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 use it for good. Ah. Evil, who's to say? But uh, yeah, people have recommended that for me. And sex I hear criminals, really sex criminals. Yeah, oh, I'll check it out. I'm also, read. I have been reading. I don't know why it's a theme now, but there's a there's an ongoing series. It's just called Sex. I don't know why this. <laughs> what is, what is happening I with don't you? Know. But anyway, the point is, it's basically the it's it's a drama, but it's basically it's about 
a like a Batman esque character who's who's like he's he's done with crime fighting. He's retired from crime fighting and he's returned to the city where he did all his crime fighting. You know, yeah. he had to leave because of some sort of unspecified tragedy, and he's returned. But now he's just trying to live a normal life. But he's incredibly sexually repressed because he just he spent his whole life as a superhero. Wasn't yeah. He, you know? He had to put a lot of things on hold, and now he's like really. Can he still superhero occasionally? He hasn't so far, but I'm okay. only a few issues in. But that's, actually, that's actually really good. Is he well, like so. 45, 50? Yeah, like 40s in his 40s, maybe. Okay, so yeah. it sounds kind of like what sort of Owl Man. Yeah, I guess the so. Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's Night impotent. Owl. Night, Night Owl, Owl sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking Owl Man because we talked a lot about Owl Man last <laughs> week. Did, did you yeah. notice? Yeah, I did notice. We that. also spoke about briefly last week how Batman doesn't have a counterpart, which is like yeah. the evil Batman, which is true. The closest thing I can think of, though, but it's not from that universe, is Mark Millar's nemesis. Right, Evil who's, Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's basically Evil Batman. Mm. Not from the same universe they'll never meet, but right. essentially he has the resources and the mind of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's thought I'd bring that up briefly. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that comic. I think it's yeah, pretty good. It's not his best work. I think it might be his best work. It's his best work. Yeah, yeah. See, there we go. What, what, what you read and done, done read and watch, man? <laughs> well, I just read this. Uh, a few people recommended this to me. It's uh, issues forty and forty-one of Adventure, Adventures of Superman. You familiar with Max Landis? Yes. He, he, we talk about this all the time. Director Max Landis. Oh yeah. Oh, he wrote some. He issues, wrote Chronicle yeah. and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he did. Um, he's got this amazing video which I've talked about before, where he was going to DC asked him to do a new Death of Superman arc. Uh huh as a standalone thing. Right. And then they he, he did this whole thing and he tells the whole story. You can see it online on his YouTube channel. I think it's called Up to My Knees or something uh-huh. like that. It's his YouTube channel. But anyway, he's given the, he's been given this chance to, to write this couple of Superman comics and it's issues 40 and 41 and all it is is Superman and the Joker standing on top of a building in Metropolis. Joker's come to Metropolis uh-huh. and, and they just have, they're having it out, not physically, uh-huh. but with words. And it's basically deconstructing the psychology of each other and it's just them trading insults uh-huh. about... It's a lot of you can. It's one of those ones where you can really see the voice of the writer in it, uh-huh. possibly to its detriment yeah. at times. But uh-huh. it's really interesting the way that the things that they say to each other are the things that the general public sometimes says about those particular characters. Like Superman is what's his deal? He's got no edge to him and whatever. Right, and, right, you know, right, the yeah. joke is this specific kind of lunatic, but he has no. I don't know. He's not. He's not. He's not anything. He's a shell of a man, and right, right. he's just looking for attention and uh-huh. and whatever. It's literally them standing on top of a building uh-huh. for two issues. Yeah, but it's definitely uh, worth a read if you're interested in those kind of stories. Talking about Superman standing on top of a building stories, <laughs> I've just thought of this one. Uh, did you ever read Hitman? Uh, which was that? It was from the mid '90s. Oh no, late '90s. Oh yeah, I saw the movie. No, wrong, <laughs> wrong. I really wish they would do a movie adaptation, but they're gonna have to change the name. Yeah. Obviously. Um, they could talk, call yeah. it uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> That'd work. But uh, Hitman was about this guy Tommy Monaghan, who was a, a hitman. Uh-huh. And he basically, he's bitten by a giant space bug, and he gains x-ray vision and telepathy. Cool. Uh, because that was the 90s. And sure was. basically, he's, he, re- he remains a hitman with a heart of gold, but now he just he just goes after like super criminals and stuff like that. Cool. And it was a really good series um, by Garth Ennis. Who also did Preacher and oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of other, lot of other really great Preacher stuff. TV series coming. Do you remember there we that? Go. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's a really good series. I think if you haven't, if you haven't, if people haven't gone back to the nineties and early two thousands to read some of that stuff, you should get into it. But issue thirty four, mm-hmm. and I don't normally remember the issue numbers of anything, but uh, issue thirty four, I think it won the Eisner Award. Okay. Uh, and it's it's called Of the I Sing, and basically Tommy is hanging out in in Gotham City where he lives, just on a rooftop. And he runs into Superman, who's also on a rooftop. Mm-hmm. And Superman's come down to Earth because he's just had a like a traumatic experience, and they just and, and that he's not sure what to talk, you know, 
he's not sure what to what to think about anymore. Yeah. And they just have a conversation on a rooftop. And it's really, really great. All right. Hitman 34. So Hitman 34. Adventures of Superman 40 and 41. Hitman yep. 34. Get Done. It yeah. And also that other thing you said at the start. Sex criminals. Sex criminals and sex. And just sex. Yeah. Yeah. Just get sex, guys. It's great. <laughs> happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. All right, Mason. We did a shout-out last week. Yes. We got a lot of requests for shout-outs this week. Love us. Possibly too many. No. <laughs> but I'm going to go too through many. I'm going to go through them. First of all, remember I said uh, shout-out Courtney Heck last week? Yes. And I said, great guy. Thanks for... Email again. Yes. For some reason, I assumed, and I don't know why he didn't stop me, that he was a guy. Yeah, I wondered that as well. <laughs> you, a, you're an idiot. I assumed you would have checked that. You didn't check the profile picture or anything like no that? No profile picture. Oh, well. But there was nothing to indicate unless she uh-huh. did, and I missed it. Yeah. Because I can't read, as we've established. We know that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I apologise for that. And all uh, she showed all their friends, and they all went, they said to her, ah, oh, you're a nerd or whatever. But I say... All your friends are dickheads. There we and go. I... Get new friends. That's right. See, you know, there, there are guys named Courtney. I know. That's like, uh, like... Courtney Vance from sure. Law and Order. Bryce Courtney, the writer. Not a thing. What do you mean he's not a no, thing? No, I continue. He is, but his last name's Courtney, yeah, not yeah. first name. Yeah. So yeah, I apologise, Courtney, for that. But you got two shout-outs out of it. Ha <laughs> ha, you nerd. <laughs> uh, okay, Trey White. is a young guy. Teenage Don't dude. Don't make that assumption. He did, he gave his oh, age. Okay, that's all right. But he said he's having a, a, um, a bit of a rough time with his family at the moment. Come on. So, like, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the specific thing is, but I hope, you know, he gets through it. He gets through that, that's going to be great, yeah. yeah. He's also starting his own podcast, so uh, good luck on that. Any Love advice it. for starting a podcast? Um, get what, is, somebody, what did you do? Get somebody who knows what they're doing <laughs> to just ask you to be on it. Uh, and then just show up unprepared every week. I, th- I believe in you. If I can do it, you can do it. Because I'm an idiot. Yeah. God, we're good at this, aren't we? Yeah, so good. Yeah. My advice would be, you just got to start it. Yeah. Because we talked about this for like five, six years. Right, yeah. And we just did, and we didn't do it. Uh-huh. I mean, it helps for us because we've got the platform at Comic Book Movie or whatever. Mm, yeah. But start a YouTube channel, get a Twitter, get everybody you know to listen to it, to pass around or whatever. That that would be my advice. Uh-huh. And, you know, if, if your family get in your way, just murder them. <laughs> That's what you did. That's what I did. No, I hope things work out for you, Trey. Yes. Thank you for emailing. Uh, Jack Sheen. I believe Jack Sheen's from Ireland. He's having uh, lip surgery this week. No, not this week. I think it's coming up. I think he said the 21st. Can't remember. But it's coming up, and I wish him best of luck. It's only minor surgery, but sometimes these things go bad, Mason. Don't say that. Wow. (laughs) No, uh, it'll be fine. Sometimes you go in for minor lip surgery, you wake up, you're just just a head and a hand. (laughs) When you get when you wake up, how did that happen? That's it. Anyway, uh, when you get out of lip surgery, a good way they tell us to to recover from that: start a podcast, <laughs> get somebody who knows what they're doing to ask you to be on a podcast, and then you're set. Uh, next up, we have Aaron Mitten, who's he's he's written into the show before. He's contacted us before, I believe. Which is good because he's just a mitten. <laughs> And it's hard to type if you're a mitten. Just a mitten. No yeah. fingers. No fingers. Yeah. Just flopping around. He's having his uh, he's having his third baby. Wow, he's congratulations. Just I know, right? Yeah. Uh, his parents don't even know. He told us first. <laughs> yeah. Good there for us. Go. Yeah. So he said that, that they'll never listen to the show, so they won't know, mm. which is true. But I say, make them listen. And call your first child Mason Sunday. Well, that's funny that you should say that, because he said name suggestions. He said James Mason. Oh. But yeah, yeah or okay. Mason James. Yeah. What do you think? James Mason him? works. James Mason, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. What about Ace Shootgun? Oh, Ace Shootgun would work, yeah. How about Kal-El Cage? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Thompson, mm-hmm. he starts uni on the 33rd of March and he wants a shout-out to say good luck. 
Good luck, mate. It's gonna be I mean, good. uni, I mean, coming from two people who are, we're, we're very well educated. Mm-hmm. We're both a university gentlemen, aren't Correct, we? Correct, yes. Uh, it's the easiest time of your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just sleep in, do the work that you have to. Do that. Do yeah. all that. Yeah. Don't get kicked out, though. Don't get kicked out. Don't get anyone pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're going to have three kids, in which case, congratulations! <laughs> uh, Chris Finn and his uh, girlfriend, Nicole, want us to label them best a couple ever. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. All right, there. Done. Know nothing about them. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Good on them. He's, uh, he forces his girlfriend to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> If you could tell us what she doesn't, what specifically she doesn't like in pop culture, and we can just talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, next week will be great. Yeah. yeah, we'll read up on it, and yep. then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having the worst. He says uh, it's winter in Boston at the moment. He's calling oh. it the worst winter ever. So I feel for him, only because it's really hot here. We had four days of really hot weather over here. It's it was, been it was so hot. Yeah. yeah, great weather today though. Yeah. It's just right, isn't it? Just right. Yeah. And um Good luck with your with your snow plows. Absolutely. And your shovels. And you're salting the your, your driveway. That's something people do in cold weather, it right? It probably the is. Salt on the driveway, yeah. I think I've seen snow twice. No, I think no twice in Australia. Uh-huh. I've seen a couple of times overseas. Did you know I climbed Kilimanjaro, Mason? Did That's you know a lie. that? I have! No. You know it's, I did! It's a really high mountain. You you couldn't have done that. Fuck you. <laughs> I have. Anyway. It's shit, by the way. Don't do it. It takes forever. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, alright. Well, that's the podcast for this week, Mason. Remember, harass Benjamin McKenzie. Absolutely. Hashtag. McKenzie mustache. Yes. Ask him if he's going to have a mustache. At Mr. Sunday Movies, me into it. Mm. If you could. Or or rate us on iTunes or do both. But the priority is McKenzie mustache. Hashtag that. Mm. Where can they find you, Mason, on Twitter? They can find me on Twitter at Wikipedia Brown. Find him there. Yeah, please do. Find him in real life. One day I'll tweet. A thing that isn't just at somebody. There's a guy, and I can't remember who it is, but he still wants to reply to when you, he wrote to you, Robot Cop. I saw a comment when he goes, why won't he say anything? No. Oh, okay, I'll say something about it. Say something okay, about to right, that guy. Because okay. he's hanging out. Okay, cool. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Sunday Movies, I said that. You can also find us at Weekly Planet Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. Send us an email. Send us some ideas. We're getting some good show ideas this week, Mason. Love it. Uh, we've got one coming up next week, though, don't we? Do we? A show, yes. Another one. Oh, we do have a show, yes. It's the, the definition of the show. What do you want weekly. to talk about next week? What you reading? Yeah, what I reading. What we I could reading. do. Um, a, f- a few people sent this to me. And I can't remember who exactly. I can bring it up in a second. Ah, uh, here we go. Jack Sheehan. I've got a list here. When people send me a, uh, an idea, uh-huh. if they're the first person to do it, I write down the idea and their name Ooh. so I can credit them. Jack Sheehan. You send them out a medal. Yes. Good. We could do a few of these, but Jack Sheehan said uh, comics we'd like to see adapted into movies. Okay, yeah. We could probably do yeah. that maybe next week. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, we're going to talk Guardians of the Galaxy, aren't we? Absolutely. Try this maybe I out. could Guardians of the Galaxy research, or we could research together, <laughs> go to the library, <laughs> and we could talk about that next week because we've got the trailer coming out. I'll see what I can do, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a wealth of... Because there's some stuff from the 70s, stuff from the 70s, stuff from the 90s. Sure, and the recent issues. Yeah, stuff. I guess. But the, the, the some movie... of that early stuff's going to be a tough read. Yeah, well, I mean... There's a character in the 90s Guardian of the Galaxy called Taserface. Is, is, it what, is it what? He's a villain. Is it what he... No, he doesn't have a taser in his okay. face. No, that's just his name. I don't know what the deal is there. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I think the, I think the, it was, I think the writer's kid named him or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Comics are fun. Anyway, tough read. We'll see what we do next week. See what we do. It'll be a surprise. It sure will. Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Bye.